Welcome to part two of this out of line discussion with Jamie Lee Finch. All right, so social media. First of all, is there any relationship between social media and sexuality? Since we just talked about sexuality for so long, is there any bridge, any relationship at all? I don't know. I think what the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that I love that communities can be created around identities on social media that that did not with with like the safety of anonymity if needed um that those things did not exist when I was like a teenager and so for like folks coming into like their adolescence who are recognizing that they are literally anything and everything except for heterosexual um and maybe they're coming up inside of a environment where that's not safe for them like let's say if let's say they were in mine like Christian school Christian family like Republican parents, all the things like that's not real. That's not safe. Like, and you don't really know who you can find that is safe that you're going to be able to have these conversations with. And then here we go. Here's the internet where you, you make one hashtag and people can find you about something you're talking about and you can share a story with them. And I think if anything, the relationship between sexuality and social media, I think from, from what I've witnessed and viewed, um, it's just helping people, experience the permission to tell them to tell them I mean I've said this a thousand times but to tell themselves the truth a little bit more because they they can find people who are safe to tell that to and who can rally behind them and create like a, a safe little community for them to kind of know their way into that yes uh, and find out what that means for them yeah I think it's really cool I love that I love that um you know someone who's experiencing something in let's say a tiny remote conservative part of, you know, like Wyoming where people, I mean, I'm just, I'm being cliche because of, you know, Laramie, but sorry. Um, sorry, Wyoming. You're just going to be like the, t- the, sorry, you're, you're just going to get, you're just going to get it for right now. Um, but yeah, let's just say someone's going through something there and then they don't feel seen or understood there at all. Or like one of my really good friends is gay and lives in Nebraska. And he's like, I'm like the gay guy that is out in my whole town. Um, and I think that he's brave for doing that. But I just think that to go on to a place like social media and then to realize you're not alone yeah. and to be able to see other people who look like you or talk like you or see the world like you is a very safe and empowering thing. So the internet isn't all bad. No, not all bad. Nope. Nope. Not all bad. Nope. It's a little weird and can get creepy sometimes. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, um, so what about you? I know that you are on, I mean, my relationship with you is through Twitter. Um, so is that your main channel and um if so how do you use it in your life and in your business um yeah i'll start there Mm -hmm. yeah i would say twitter probably is my main channel um the way that it kind of started out as my main channel is it was just the only one that my parents didn't have and so that was convenient i was like i can be a little more honest here than other places um i also just i my my work or kind of my inclination in general by and large is like less 
visual. Um, so Instagram has not really ever been like my primary medium. Um, it's always kind of felt a little bit overwhelming for me because I'm just like, I don't create visual content on the regular. And so, uh, yeah, it's just not the main thing for me. I, th I like it. It's a fun tool. Um, and then Facebook is just overwhelming as fuck. And there's just the, 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 the tweet, like the character limit on Twitter is gorgeous. And I love it so much because Facebook doesn't have it and it just, it's too much sometimes. So, um, yeah, Twitter would be my main one. Um, honestly, I think, I think my primary use of it or like what it's done. It's, I mean, I guess kind of, it's kind of the same on Instagram and, and Facebook too, but Twitter gets the most, like, the full brunt of my honesty and my most kind of, like, unfiltered kind of thoughts. Um, it's mostly just me being, like, really angry about stuff. I, I think, and but I think, like, again, though, like, that's kind of the power of an eight is, like, we release this permission for other people to let themselves be as angry as they really want to be but don't know if they can. And so um, my, I guess my sort of, like, brand on Twitter is just yelling at, like, old white evangelical men, like, all, all the time just constantly. Um, and then also like tweeting, like, like interesting slash weird shit about like, you know, quotes that I read from books or like about sex and stuff like that. Um, and then I'll also just like, you know, tweet with permission, like share some things like that my clients have shared with me or, um, notes they've sent me or posts that they've made with like their kind of breakthroughs. Um, so I, I see it as like both like kind of an outlet for me to just kind of like vent and hopefully like that creates some permission for people to be like, Oh my God, I know me too. And that kind of like releases something. Um, but then also a space for like people to know more about like the work that I'm doing and the space that I'm holding and why it's important to me and why I think like every person not necessarily needs like it in the, in the form of, you know, people need to buy what I'm selling, but like people need it in the sense that like, Oh my God, being in relationship with your body is like the most beautiful thing in the world. And it is an opportunity that is available to everyone. And so I'll tweet things that have to do with that pretty often. Um, and I've had people, you know, interact with me in that medium and say things like just hearing me say like, turn, like turn a paradigm or turn a perspective on something has like facilitated or helped them kind of like turn that perspective within themselves. Um, so I just think that's cool. Like you can like read one thing on Twitter, like this has happened to me a thousand times where I've read one thing that someone else put on Twitter and I'm like, oh my God, that's given me something huge and new to think about. And that's so valuable. Thank you. So, um, yeah. 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 It, um, I think I left Twitter for like three years because it just, it, I, when it was first there, it was so new and exciting and it was like, everyone was there and we were all talking all day, every day. And I've been self-employed for so long that it was like, kind of my like co-working space where other you know self-employed yeah like where other self-employed photographers would just like we tweeted each other all day and it was like instead of being in an office space and sharing this actual physical space it was like I was tweeting with my friends in San Diego and Ohio and you know wherever else it was great but then it was like Instagram happened and I was like well duh I'm a photographer I'm moving over there and then and then I had a way bigger following there than I did on Twitter. And then I was just like, whatever, bye. Um, yep. And so I didn't, I didn't use it very actively for years. And then recently, I think going, going back to when the um, election was happening, uh, I was suddenly like, okay, hang on a second. Like 
Twitter is where all things political are happening. And so then I got back on before, like during, you know, campaign stuff and debates and all that stuff pre terror day. And then, um, and, and then I've just stayed and it's so, it is such a different space now. Now, if I, if anything, I use Facebook less. Um, and now it's mostly just Instagram and Twitter because I just find people are saying things of substance and they're bringing, it's also just like new ideas or important, important perspectives. Um, also I think Twitter is really funny. Like I love how dumb and funny it is. And I love that I end up seeing things from people I don't know. And sometimes I just feel like every time I open Facebook, I'm like, okay, yes, my friends have cute kids and, you know, they're having another one and they're, oh, and, you know, like, it's just so much like, yeah, it's so much, it's, yeah, especially my, in my age, it's like, everyone's just, everything's kids, which again, I love kids. It's amazing. Um, But for me, I like to be able to sink my teeth into some weird discussions, hear about politics, hear about what's happening in other parts of the world. Um, and so I, I'm like, I'm with you. I think that Twitter um, has a lot to offer as a platform. Um, how do you use it with your business? Like, how do you use Twitter to make, let's say just to make money? Like, let's just call it what it is. Um, I think probably the, the, the way in which that happens Uh. I think it would be like if I do like a like a podcast or something like this, or if I'm like, um, yeah, I think it's mostly been podcasts where if like someone has re- I've recorded an episode with someone and it comes out and then I they tweet about it, I tweet about it, people listen to it and then interact with me on there as kind of an initial touch point, and then they're curious about what I've talked about, then I can kind of send them in the direction of my website for them to you know sign up for a consultation. Um, that's really been the only way in which I have, I would say I've like tangibly kind of like made money from Twitter at all. Um, I, or any social media outlet, like the purpose of it is kind of the river that takes people to the sea, which would be like, that would be the river of maybe they like what I'm saying, or they know how to find me or they know where to get an initial touch with me for them to, for me to then tell them like, Hey, if you go to this this website, click on this thing and you can find a spot on this calendar and then that, that'll get us on the phone. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, and it's honestly, it's mostly come from podcasts. It really has, which is cool. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. That is awesome. That's really cool. And I love that. Um, you know, it's a, it's an avenue, it's a newer, not that new. Let's be honest. White guys have been here for a while. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah. Like most places, They've been there for a while. Totally. Um, But it's a fairly, it's a newer platform to learn about things. And because it's so long form, you get to really decide if you like what someone's saying, if you want more, or if you're like, meh, you know, so. And that's what I found where it's like, because the work that I do is so like, there's no elevator pitch for it, truly. Like it's so, it is so different and ambiguous and and kind of um specific to like each person's experience that um I have found for me it really ha- I mean the best kind of marketing that I could possibly have is in podcasts because it's just like a length of time for me to just like figure out how I'm explaining it today honestly like every single time I meet someone out and about and around and they're like what do you do and I'm like give me a minute 
I need to know how today it feels most correct to explain it because I don't know. Hold on. I love it. Uh, I love it. It's funny. I'm into it. Um, so, okay. So I have a podcast partner for my very first year, which side note, I'm three episodes away from being done with my first year, which is insane. That's crazy. I love it. It's so, it's been, it's been insane. And I'm, I'm going to do a little like break. Um, cause I've mm. been doing one episode a week for a year and Whoa. I'm like, I need an app. And also I just, I want to like stop, evaluate, regroup, come back stronger kind of thing. Um, cause the year goes really fast and it's been a lot of work and I've learned a lot. And some of the conversations have been incredible. Um, but anyway, I'm pretty excited that the the year anniversary mark is like seconds away. Um, but it's been awesome to work with Cat Footwear because they believed in me before I even hit record the first time on a on an episode. And they are all about being bold, and they're all about risk taking and being like, let's see what happens if we try this. And I love That's that. That's cool. So I want to know about you, since you're an eight and you're in your body and you're bold what does it feel like in your body when you're being bold and you're taking a risk and you're like this is going to be good i know this is going to be good what does it feel like and how do you know in your body that like this is going to be right for you mm-hmm. oh so good <laughs> and you're good at this um well the first thing that kind of dropped into me when you said that was um, I kind of saw in my mind's eye this like image of myself like breathing deeper and standing up straighter. Um, and I think it's very possible, though I don't really tangibly remember, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the past it was the opposite, where coming to a point where I had the opportunity, the invitation, the potential to be bold in a certain area where I might have like kind of cut off my breath and like shrunk a little bit. Um, because it is, it's scary. Um, but at this point, kind of knowing myself better and giving myself, you know, more permission to continually move in that. Um, and also like any of is so helpful for that. Just being like, I'm not like evil or bad or strange or just not a lady. Like I'm just an eight, just calm down everyone else. I'm just an eight. Like this is valid. Um, has helped me just be like, Oh, this is, I'm supposed to do this. Like I'm supposed, if I'm a challenger, I'm supposed to challenge. Great, tight, let's go. Like, let's go challenge. And so there's something about, again, where I said like labels can either be like limiting or or liberating where it's like that label for me was like, oh, this is so liberating. Like if I know that this is a power that I have, a role that I can play, something that I can do, uh, a way that I can move in the world to hopefully like, you know, on behalf of like the betterment of everyone and everything and myself included, like, cool, let's just fucking do it. And so there has been something like in the last few years that has shifted where it's like how it feels now to be bold, how it feels in my body to be bold is sure. And there's going to be like some of those, you know, butterflies in your stomach kind of feelings. Um, this things like your kind of heart rate maybe increases a little bit. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm going to do this thing. But, but all like the two things that first came to mind was like, I just feel like I, I breathe really deeply and I'm like, really present and I stand up really or sit, stand or sit either one. Um, my body kind of grows, like she kind of grows and like stands firm and feels very firm and tall and certain, um, of what she 
feels like she knows is her job to do in any given situation. So. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good answer. I love it. Help. And this is weird, but my shoes really help because I wear heels 24 seven. Um, and I, there's just something because I don't know, I just not saying that like in order to be the right kind of woman, you have to wear heels. Not what I'm saying, but they feel great for me. Um, also like men just move out of my way when I'm walking and, and it's great. That feels good too. Um, but there's something about that too, where I feel like really kind of like rooted and like firm and stable in my body. Like when I'm wearing heels, I don't know. That's just, that's just my experience. Do you have, so, do you have a favorite brand that you always wear or that are comfy no matter how long you've been in them? Hold on. Let me look at them. Cause they're, they're from DSW. So nothing fancy. Hold on. Let me see. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is like my third or fourth pair in this brand, but these ones are slingbacks, which are Cute. great, but the ones before weren't. Um, but the brand is just, it's mix number six from DSW. They're so cute. And they're just, I love them because they're simple. They're just simple black heels. Although I will tell you the ones I'm wearing right now are these like really intense boots. Oh boots. shit. Blacks of silver sequins. And they're like four inch heels. They're so cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, you win. I'm the most like, just, I need to move fast. So Fair. the other day I walked through my, <laughs> the other day I walked through my friend's screen, sliding, sliding door screen because I was walking so fast and it was dark and I didn't see it. You just went straight through it. I'm so proud of you. I don't know why that's my reaction, but I'm really proud of you for that. You were on a mission. Oh like, my gosh, do not mess with me. I will walk a thousand miles an hour and I will I will ruin what is in my way. I will just walk. That I need to walk through to get to where I need to get to. Yeah, so you can wear your heels. Actually, I love that. I think I'm gonna, I'll try to wear more. I just, I'm always like, Ugh. I feel like I walk up more, like instead of forward, like when I'm wearing heels, instead of walk in a forward, like I'm going forward fast. I feel like I spend a lot yeah. of time going up, which I'm just like, no, no, I want to go that way forward, not it up. Takes just like learning how to like communicate with your body and learning how to walk in heels is a different form of like body communication, I guess, okay. so to speak. Okay. It's time. It's time okay. to like feel like comfortable. I'm hearing it, you. I'm going to, I'm going to practice forward in heels, not up. Great. I'm here. You need some like encouragement via text if you're, just you're like, me, I'm going to try. I'm like, you got just this. Just send me like you a video tutorial. This is how you walk forward, not up in heels. Yeah. I love that. Just let your, pull your shoulders back, lean back into like yoga postures, like in order to heel walk. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, just anyone who's ever walked through a screen door before, you're probably an eight. No, I don't know. <laughs> You're an eight who, with a strong sense of duty and like accomplishment to get from point A to point B. Like nothing will stand so in my way. So strong. I like oh it. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay, last two questions. One is self care routine. What does that look like? Loving yourself, making sure you're in a good space so you can support other people. What does that routine look like? Oh, strong boundaries. Um, I. Self-care, I think, um, I think, you know, the whole like idea of like self-care being like this thing that you have, like go get face masks because I like spend a lot of money. Um, no, not really. Um, self-care mostly looks like um, having strong boundaries and knowing when you're like, when your bank account that has your energy, which is a finite resource is like starting to get low um, and you decide to not give it, keep giving it away. Um, it looks like making sure you're hydrated and 
um, breathing and like very simple things, like just being like paying attention to what your body needs from you. Um, it can also, I mean, it's not to say that certain modalities aren't helpful and useful, but a lot of those that can feel really limiting for a lot of people because a lot of things that get labeled as self-care can be really expensive. Um, but I would say if you can't afford, um, something that you feel like you might know that you need, um, you can like ask the people around you to help you figure out how to make that happen. So like, let's say you're feeling really tense in your shoulders and you're like, Oh, I wish I could go get a massage. But like, that's kind of like out of my budget. Can't really do that. I'm sure that you know people that love you and that would be willing to like, you know, touch your shoulders for about 10 minutes and try and release some of that tension. Like, so part of self care is just like asking for the people that love you and are, I'm positive more than willing to help provide for your needs to do that and help provide for your needs. Um, you don't always need to like, pay a stranger to do those things for you. Like you don't need to like self care and go out to dinner. Like maybe ask a friend to come over and you guys can cook together. Like, I, or maybe you're like, I don't have it in me. Can you cook for me? Like just being willing to kind of like ask for what you need, um, from the people that you're in relationship with. Um, but then also just, um, breathing. <laughs> Honestly, breathing is so, I mean, it's so it's basic, a, but it's so major I did it for so long that I just wasn't breathing. And then I started lifting really heavy shit and like that actually gets me to breathe more deeply than yoga does even. And now I'm so aware of my breath at this point of like when I'm like shallow breathing and I feel really panicky and when I'm like really deeply breathing. So that's important too. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you have in common with every single person on the planet? And I'm really curious to hear your answer because... As an eight, I feel a lot of like, I'm such a fighter, but it's because I believe so strongly in like equality and justice. And I'm curious if you are similar in that. And if so, what's one thing that you're like, doesn't matter if you're dealing with, you know, the old white evangelical you're dealing with on Twitter and yelling at, or, you know, one of your clients that you totally love passionately. What's what's something that you'd be like, We've all got this. Every single person um, has, it is in relationship with a body that is waiting to be their best friend. Every person. And most of what we do that brings harm to ourselves or other people is when we're not hearing the voice of our bodies that is just desperately waiting to let us know that they're our best friend. That makes me want to cry. That's so beautiful. It should because it's so true. And I had a moment with a client earlier today where it was like, okay, yes, we're talking through this thing and I hear this, but like this might feel uncomfortable because we haven't done it before, but I want you to like take a moment, like settle in, you know, quiet, quiet down. And this exact thing we're talking about in this way that you feel like you failed yourself or failed your body or like missed an opportunity. I want you to ask her how she feels about that. Ask her what her opinion is about that situation. And we got quiet. We settled in. We did the thing. And she started crying and she was like, I feel like she tells, she's telling me that she understands and she forgives me. And I'm like, uh-huh. That sounds like her. And then she's crying and she's like, how is she that nice? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't have an answer for that question because I'm in awe of that every damn day. I don't know how my body's that nice either, but that's just how our bodies are. They're so fucking compassionate. And I'd say it all the time. I'm like, she's better than me. Like, she's so much better than me. And I don't know. I don't get it. It's a mystery. I will never understand. And as an eight, I'm comfortable with mystery, so it's fine. But 
the absolute truth that I believe more than anything is that every single human person, regardless of what they believe, what they think, and what, you know, those beliefs or thoughts are informing in regards to how they're hurting themselves, hurting other people, or whatever, um, you have a body that is just waiting to, to let you know that they're your best friend. And uh, almost everything that you think that you're looking for somewhere else can be answered by recognizing that relationship. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. It's been so fun to chat with you and put on red lipstick and wear black. Oh, I love it. Let's do it like in person sometime. Deal. Well, you know, I still think you don't belong in Nashville. Ta- ta- my partner and I were both very, very aware. Like we, he lived in LA for a long time. Before he came to Nashville, I think it's the only only place in the U.S. apart from Seattle where we um, for sure want to. We don't want to stay in Nashville, but apart from just hitching back to Australia. Which is um, also fabulous. Good option. But I, I think in L.A. it might happen soon. I, I texted uh, William Matthews just the other day, and I was like, I just need to fucking move. Like, what the hell? Like, what am I doing? This is crazy. Um, yeah, so who knows? All right, well, I'm ready for you. I'm ready. You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast and let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?